Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of the Streamline podcast. I almost said the name of Joey's podcast. That would have been a great start. Uh, my guest today is Joey Suki. Joey is a DJ, producer, turned artist coach. He also hosts the Artist Coaching Podcast and wears many other hats. Joey recently had me on his podcast as a guest and we had so much fun. We had to do it again. So I said, Joey, please jump on my podcast. And here we are, Joey. Firstly, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, man. Thanks uh, for inviting me. Of course, it's a pleasure. And you know, could you just sort of, I know I gave you a really quick intro there, but I know there's a lot more to the Joey Suki story than just that. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about how you got into the music industry and what got you from where you began to where you are today? Yeah, sure. I'll try to to make it a bit shorter because it's been like 10 12 years so I'll try to I'll try to tell it in a nutshell. It's the easiest way to get started is by by asking the people if they have seen the documentary of uh, Avicii because um that documentary kind of has been my life as well. When I watched that documentary it was like crazy to see how much uh yeah, how much of the same things I noticed in his life. What I've experienced as well. I started out as a DJ when I was around well, 14 years old, I guess. Uh, I was playing weddings and private parties and those kind of things, like uh, like Sweet Sixteens, uh, all around in the neighborhood here. And I was doing that pretty successfully. Like I was making uh, 35 euros. Uh, that's like 40 dollars a gig, uh, mm -hmm. which was quite a lot of money for that age at that time. So I was doing well. I. I yeah, I got pretty much gigs at that moment. And from that point on, I got invited by a local bar uh, to start playing there, uh, which was a big goal for me because I wanted to go into the nightlife and do real gigs, you know, because doing <laughs> weddings and doing uh, the, the Sweet 16 parties didn't feel like real gigs anymore. So the bar was the next step. And that's where I started to make music as well because uh, just playing music wasn't enough for me. I wanted to spice up my, uh, my DJ sets by yeah, adding my own music to it. And it started off by making mashups and then eventually uh, making my own music. And that's where things started to speed up pretty quick because as soon as your music hits the internet, um, yeah, things could go hard and things could go weird, you know, because you never mm. know where it's gonna end up. And for me, um, it went pretty quick because it ended up in South Africa in some kind of way. Uh, okay. so, someone uh, who was the label manager of a big label there, he heard one of my releases and he invited me for a tour in South Africa uh, to promote my release at that moment. That was around the age of 21. And uh, I was all excited to go. I already packed my bags and was ready to go. But that's where my parents stepped in. And said like, uh, Joey, who is this guy? You know, like you're 21 years old. You're you're just making music on your bedroom, and now you're getting an email from someone you've never seen, you've never known, offering you money to play, offering you money to pay for your hotel, for your flight. But first, <laughs> we want to know what's going on before you go. After doing some research, uh, it yeah, it all it all was great. So I managed to go, and that was the moment for me where I decided I can make a living out of this. Because mm. I was touring, I was making money from it, uh, I was I was traveling the world and getting paid for it, and doing the hobby that I like to do every day. So things started to go from there, um, and 
in, in, in the upcoming few years from that, uh, yeah, a bit of the highlights that happened was uh, a collaboration with Hartwell. Uh, I, I did a lot of, I played a lot on his parties of the revealed parties. Uh, I played mm -hmm. at Tomorrowland. I played at Ibiza. I played at a lot of places on the world until 2014, uh, when I was around the age of 25 years old. That was like the biggest year of my career. Uh, and that's where I went into a burnout. Because of the, hmm. the hectic schedule, because of the, the touring schedules, you know the stories. And when I got into that burnout, I went into a big, well, personal development path, as in I wanted to know what went wrong with me. Because deep inside, I was feeling so unhappy, and which was weird to me because I was living the life that anyone wanted to have, you know? So why was I so unhappy? And why did it change? Because a year before that, I was happy doing it. So something changed. Mm -hmm. And after visiting some coaches and, and psychologists, um, I actually found out that I just simply wasn't made for the artist's life. As in all the core things that are important to me as a person completely mismatch with being an artist. One of the, the examples is that I just simply aren't comfortable being away from home that much. Mm. And as an artist, I was in, 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 in another city, in another country every weekend. So I had to go out of my comfort zone every week. And that, that just cost me so much energy to, yeah, to, to, to manage that every weekend that it eventually just burned me out. Wow. Yeah. And um, I, I'm sure that's not where the story stops and there's more to add, but I just wanted to jump in there. Uh, you know, firstly, I appreciate you sharing that because it is really important that artists know that things like depression and, and other things are very common in this industry. And you mentioned about Avicii, rest in peace, of course. You know, it's it should be a, a warning sign to any artist out there that if you're not you're not happy and you don't know why go and talk to someone about it because there's plenty of people out there like yourself joey who have experienced it and know what it feels like and you, i'm sure you'd be more than happy to hear from someone and and tell them they're not alone and give them a little advice yeah and, and um, that's the thing you yeah. know because um that actually has been a reason for me to start the new company which i'm doing right now which is called artist coaching because mm -hmm. I started questioning myself, like, what was the thing that I missed myself and what maybe could have prevented me from burning out and maybe even quitting the DJ life? Because I honestly think if I had the right help at the right moment, I might be, uh, yeah, it might be possible for me to still live that life, but I just needed to change some things and I needed to work on myself first. Um, so, so that was the whole reason for me. I started to think about what did I miss myself in my career? And that was a person who understood the music industry, so who, who knew the context of being an artist, who be, of being a traveling artist, but also being a starting artist, you know, like being that wedding DJ and that, and that bar DJ, but also being that touring DJ who understood all the levels of being an artist and, yeah, all the things that came with it. Uh, because when I went, when I, ha when I was feeling so shitty and I went to see a coach and I went to see a psychologist, the biggest problem I had with them is that they didn't understand my, my problems mm. because it's a luxury problem. You know, like the fact that I'm traveling the world and people are paying, uh, paying to visit me and people are paying for my flights and stuff to everyone else on this planet. That's just whining about nothing because you have the best life on, on earth and you're still complaining. 
So they, they didn't really understood my problems. When I was talking about heavy flight schedules, they started to tell about that it's fun to travel. And then I said, like, what the, you don't, huh? You don't really get me because it's not fun to be in an airplane every time and to be in a different mm -hmm. time zone every time and to not see anything from, from the country that you're in uh, and experiencing this big balances between high pressure and relaxing. And it's just, it's too much. So um, I was looking for someone who understood me, who knew what I was going through uh, and who could help me with that. And then I started to Google and I found out that it actually didn't really exist. <laughs> so that was mm. the whole reason why I never knew it, it existed. So I decided to do it myself. I have a podcast as well, uh, but that all comes from the artist brand itself, which is called Artist Coaching. And what I do is I coach artists along their career. And I mainly have two kinds of clients. Uh, one of them is the artist who wants to make a living from their music. So it's a hobby right now, but they want to make the step towards making a living from it. Mm. Uh, that's one client. And the other clients are the ones that are touring the world and having different issues as in, uh, that's where the mental stuff mostly starts to happen. The more business minded stuff, uh, the pressure, so it's a different kind of coaching. Um, but yeah, that's what I do. or That's what I do right now. Okay. And um, have you, are you still dabbling in music production as well? Or have you sort of just put that to the side for now to purely focus on the artist coaching? I actually uh, purely focus on artist coaching because the, the passion for music, like the burnout is five years ago now. And I think... Mm -hmm. The passion for music has been gone two years, maybe three years. I was completely done with the music industry and I didn't mm -hmm. felt like making music anymore. I didn't feel like talking to anyone from the industry anymore. I started unfollowing everyone on all social media platforms because I didn't want to be confronted with it. Um, and now since about one year, that feeling of music production is starting to come back. And mm -hmm. right now it's just a hobby again. Like now, now I'm at the point where it all started to me uh, 10 years ago. It's, it's a hobby again. I actually enjoy making music again because there's no pressure, you know, like I, I can do whatever I want because there's no manager who's going to tell me what to do. There's no label who's going to tell me whatever I need to change. Uh, that's how it all started for me. And that's where I'm at right now. So okay. there, it's definitely not a focus point. It's just, um, a hobby so whenever i have spare time and i feel like making music i i uh, i still have a studio so that's where i go okay and that's great to hear that you're um, able to get back into creating music and very cool that you know you can sort of leave the touring part out of it and like you said just release music on your terms when you feel like it there's no pressure there's no deadlines any of that all of that stress you've removed for yourself mm -hmm. because obviously you still enjoy creating uh but you enjoy creating in your own time as you choose. So when you do put out music, whenever that is, uh, are you putting it out yourself or are you releasing it through a label? Uh, well, I'm actually at the point of deciding what to do with the music because right now I have uh, two tracks. I finished two tracks in the last uh, six months. That's how, mm. much, how much time I have. So right now I'm deciding what to do with it. But if I'm going to release it, uh, I'm definitely going to do it by myself. Mm -hmm. um, 
because I really believe that that's the way to go right now, unless you have a big label standing behind you. Mm. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll try sending it to labels first because the connections are still there with the bigger labels. So maybe if they're interested, they can release it and otherwise I can release it myself. Yeah, that's it. And it's good. It's good to have options. And, you know, I know that a lot of people listening are in two minds about, should I sign with a label? Should I go independent? I feel like it's really a case by case basis. There's benefits for both. In your case, if you went independent, you get to choose exactly when you release that track. You can choose your own artwork. You can choose if you want remixes on there, things like that. If you sign with a label, they're going to take a lot of that work off your hands and they're going to get the artwork created. They're going to go source the remixes. They're going to choose the best release date and and everything else that a label offers, of course. So uh, what what I think is important is if you're willing to put in the work and, and you have the knowledge, then you can, you can go independent and have a successful release. And for other people who just perhaps want to tour constantly and just want to finish that track and then hand it to someone else. Sometimes a, a label is a better solution for them. So for, for everyone listening, uh, that, that was just my opinion, of course. I just wanted to add in there about the labels versus independent route, uh, especially with you mentioning how you were so relaxed about whether the track gets signed to a label or whether you just put it out yourself. So yeah. obviously you can see the benefits in both as well yeah, to, to me like the only benefit that a label still has right now is when it adds value to your release as in either they do they have a bigger promotion plan than you have so they have the connections with the blogs that you don't know they have the connections with the playlist creators that you don't know uh they have the, the connections with the influencers you don't know that could help also like um getting your tracks played by other DJs if you don't have the connections with those with those bigger DJs and the label does you can use that you know like that's that's valuable but if the label isn't isn't able to deliver on those things and and is only going to distribute your track from A to B that's not why you need a label because that's what you have there's there's yeah. a million platforms out there which are doing that for you for just like $10 a year so if that's the only thing a label is going to do for you, I definitely wouldn't sign there. I would just go independent and do it yourself. But like you said, yeah. going independent means you're going to do you're going to have to do all the work of the label yourself. Yeah, that's it. And uh, you know, artists are getting artists are getting a lot smarter nowadays. I don't want to say smarter. Artists have always been smart, but there's a lot more information available, there's a lot more tools available now to help you if you're willing to put in the work yourself. So you know, all these data analytics platforms, you can see all your playlist placements, you can see where your songs chart. And then there's distributors, like you mentioned, where for as little as $10 a year, yeah. you can put your music out, which is, it's, I, it's just, we didn't thinking, have this 10 years ago. Exactly. And that's what I've been thinking about in the last few months, as in, uh, like, I'm guiding all these, these up and coming artists and also artists that are top level right now. And I've been there myself like five to 10 years ago on all those stages. And if I had the opportunities that are available right now, 10 years ago, I would go crazy because at that mm -hmm. moment, to me, if I wanted to get my track out there, if I wanted to get my track on uh, at that time, it, it was Beatboard and TrackSource and those kind of platforms, which were really hot. I needed a label because I mm -hmm. simply wasn't able to distribute my own song on there. So I needed someone uh, who did that for me, which means someone else is in charge of your career. 
Because mm. if that if that person, that A and R manager doesn't like your music, you're fucked. And yeah. um, that's something you don't have to deal with nowadays anymore. Because if if every A and R agent, if every A and R manager is trying to stop you, you still have the opportunity to release it yourself. And along and aside from that, like even the networking part, like for me, I actually had to go to network events, which minimalized my opportunities to let's say three events because that's the only only things we have in the netherlands right now social media you know instagram facebook it's all one button away one click away and to me that's just mind-blowing to see uh what the opportunities are right now that's it and um you know with social media you're you or in charge of your audience, you have access to that audience. Yeah. You actually know who they are because they they discover you. Let's say they find you on Spotify and they discover weekly. They go to your profile. They they see your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook, your Wikipedia, uh, your website, whatever. They follow you. You can continue to reach them on all of these different platforms as well. So even if they no longer use Spotify and they start listening on Apple Music or Deezer or another platform, they still are following you on perhaps Twitter or Instagram and you're still reaching them. You can still notify them of your new releases. So yeah. it's it really is uh, an exciting time because years ago before all this social media was blowing up, it was basically they'd have to hear your name on the radio again and again and again and they'd have to remember it. I I remember geez, I'm showing my age here, but um, (laughs) when the only way I would know what song was played on radio was if they would back announce it at the end of the song, they would go, that was the latest single by Joey Suki. Uh, And then you would go to your local music store, write your name on a piece of paper and and pre-order that and then come back a week later and that piece of paper would be attached to that CD or that record or that cassette tape. And uh, that, that would be how music discovery was made and people would have to remember your name. You know, Whereas this makes now, us sound like dinosaurs, right? <laughs> well, look, I mean, we're, show, we're showing that we've been in the industry a little while and we've seen mm-hmm. some changes. Yeah, uh, I, I just think it's really... I got no shame. I know, me neither, you know. <laughs> like, I think I'm still pretty young, as in I, I, I'd like to see myself young. I'm 30 years old now. But even knowing that, like, I'm 30 years old now, imagine how many things have changed in that small amount of time. Like, it's, it's only 10 years, you know. It's, it's nothing. And that's what makes me so excited for the upcoming 10 years, because if you know that technical stuff is like an exponential curve, it's only going to get crazier. And to me, that's exciting to see what's going to happen with like all the voice, uh, like the Amazon Alexas and, and the Apple, uh, how's that called? The little speaker. Oh, yeah. The HomePod. Yeah. All those home yeah, devices, yeah. you know, uh, that's going to that's going to change the market as well. And. All those kind of things interest me to to stay on top of everything and to make sure that you get the most out of your artist career right now. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I actually picked up a really good tip recently at a, at a panel I was on in Vegas, and uh, I can't remember who was saying it, but they were talking about all of these smart speakers and Alexa and Siri, and they're probably going to start going off in the background <laughs> in a second because I've got them all. Um, sometimes they talk to each other. And, uh, the, you know, the important thing is, your artist name, you need to make sure that people can say it 
you know, if you have this, if you have an artist name and nobody knows how to pronounce it, you have a whole bunch of weird letters and uh, <laughs> you have a whole bunch of V's in the middle of the name, it's going to be hard for people to pronounce. And I'm not saying that you should change that artist name because there could be a good meaning behind it. But just keep in mind that you need an artist name that people can say. I mean, this even goes back, like we said, to radio. And radio is still massive. Radio is not going anywhere. Radio may change over the next few years, but it's still going to exist. And, it, you know, people announce your name on radio. The same when you're in the car and you say, you ask your phone. I'm not going to say what you say because my phone will go off. But you ask that nice lady or gentleman in your phone and you say, what song is this? And they're going to tell you. So it's worth keeping that in mind if you're starting a new project uh, just make sure your artist name is easy to say so people can actually request it it's actually a great tip because i never thought of it before like i i had some problems with my name before like not on on the alexas and stuff but more on uh people in different countries not knowing how to pronounce it uh, mm. so everywhere i played people came over me it's like how how do i pronounce it is it suki saki yeah it's like no one really knew. And that's like the small version of having a problem because having the problems with home devices and not knowing how to pronounce it, like you cut off a big piece of the market five years from now. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, that's it. We, we don't really know what's going to be next, but it, it's safe to say that smart speakers are not going away anytime soon. You know, you know the sales the sales figures speak for themselves. And every, every time you see a sale online, it's just they're literally selling out of these. And uh, it, it's getting integrated into televisions. It's getting integrated into new cars, uh, new auto, automobiles, your vehicle. So it's... Um, it's going to be around for at least a few more years. Yeah. And, and then who knows what's next? It'll probably just be our brain and we'll just think of a, a, an artist's name and yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll start playing. It's who knows. But, yeah, but I think as an artist, it's, yeah. it's important to stay on top of these things because if these things are going to happen, you want to be one of the first persons who actually uh, uses it because if you're the last one, you're kind of screwed. So I would be on top of all the latest things that are going to happen and are going to be created and yeah, maybe try to implement them in your marketing strategy or whatever you do. But it, it's, it's valuable to, to keep track on them. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I, I tested this out recently and we're going to do this right now. And uh, we're going to, if, if this works for anyone, if you have an Alexa in your house and your Alexa goes off and this works, let us know, get in touch with us on social media. We'll give you our handles at the end of this. But Alexa, follow the Streamline podcast with Mike Warner. And let's just pause and, and let's see if anybody's Alexa was just set off or triggered by that. And if it works, then we may have just found a way to break. That's actually great. Well, my Alexa was in the hallway, so she, she didn't hear it. And I have my AirPods in, so yeah, she, she didn't hear it. But that's a great thing to do. Yeah, so I figured, you know what, let's try it out. Because um, if it's as easy as telling people to say that, how much easier is that than going, uh, go into Apple Podcasts or go into Spotify, mm -hmm. type in Streamline with Mike Warner, hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, yeah, you know, if if you can just say just say this phrase, 
to your device, hey, Google, do this, Alexa, do this, Siri, do this. Yeah. It's it's making it so much easier for everyone. And, um, you know, with, with Alexa, they have their, their short sequences as well. I, I've totally drawn a blank as to what they're called, but it's the equivalent of short news clips that they'll play for you. Uh, it's, uh, the, it's the, the, the briefings, the morning briefings. Briefings, yeah. that's it, yeah. So a number of people have already started doing these and uh, – you know, it might be something that you could even find yourself doing soon if you haven't started it already, Joey. And I've, I've just, looked into it to to yeah. create like um, motivational kind of things for artists. So every morning yeah. you get a small one minute motivational clip from me, uh, which could get you going. You know, like I I, I used to. Um, well, I like to listen to podcasts every morning in the car when I drive to the studio. Because that gets my that puts my brain on, you know, like yeah. somehow my brain starts to work and starts to think and starts to become more active when I listen to podcast episodes. Uh, and hopefully things like that could work for other DJs as well. Definitely. And, you know, how nice is that to start your day with a briefing with your lovely voice for one, but you giving somebody a little bit of motivation and someone with experience like yourself, who's done the touring, who's done the production, who's done those collaborations, who's had records out with labels, who's had all that stress, all that pressure. Um, you've had those times where it hasn't gone right. You've had those times when it's gone great. And to hear from you every morning with just one minute could mean so much, so much to someone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Personally, I'd love to see you doing that. And um, yeah, like I said, I've dived into it, but I'm not that big of a computer nerd. So I don't really know how those programs work uh, yeah. so I'll, i think i have to find someone who can help me with it but uh, it's definitely something that's interesting yeah that's it and uh you know this is not a plug here but to let people know how i distribute this podcast i use anchor yeah and um oh fantastic there you go <laughs> so anchor were obviously acquired by spotify recently but the interface is still the same as it was before they were acquired uh you can still push out to multiple services there was an option in there recently where you can actually create those as you mentioned briefings so it's basically a short version of your podcast and then you push that out to alexa through anchor you could push out briefings to yeah, amazon so alexa yeah, so it would still have to go into an approval process, of course, because they don't just want to accept everything. Mm -hmm. But it was an option in Anchor when I recently checked. So it, it, gives, it gives me hope that it's going to become more commonly available and there's going to be multiple distributors out there where you can simply upload your briefing and they'll push it out to Alexa. And obviously they're helping Amazon because they're filtering out all the stuff that is not appropriate, isn't going to work, is too long form. And it's making it easy for people like yourself who just want to reach their audience every day and, and give them, you know, one minute of your time and, and a quick tip. Cool. That's great to know. I'll dive into it because that, that will make life easier for me. I almost feel like there's just so many options in which way to take that. It could even become a subscription type system. You know, if someone's doing an online course, oh, get get five minutes each morning as part of your part of your morning, and we'll give you give you some work to do, and then later today check and you do the online portion with video. And it's the possibilities are really endless. I mean, I've yeah. seen people who have personal trainers that uh, are in their Alexa that literally just tell them what their morning workout routine is, and it's just it's mind blowing, man. It's um. That's what I like, you know, like yeah. I think that could really help someone. Uh, like I said to me, that, that morning podcast gets my brain going. It just starts my brain. And 
if if you know that from yourself that you need something like that to to get going on a quickly pace that could be really helpful to just say in alexa and, and every morning you get that briefing it's just 30 to 60 seconds and it's it it's done that's it so um we we kind of got got a little excited and started talking about technology there, but music and technology go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, what else has got you really excited right now in in 2019? What, what's coming up for you? Is there is there anything you've got your eye on? Mm, what does to me what I, what gets me really excited and what I've been uh, educating myself on since the last year and still. I'm going to do for the, for the upcoming years because I started this coaching thing and I started to develop my own personal growth in the last few years. I started to notice that there's a big combination uh, between psychology and being an artist. Like there's a lot of things happening there, which I can com- explain now because two years ago, three years ago, I just simply didn't understand why things happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started to to do studies about it and I'm following a sc- like an education right now as well to, yeah, to become more educated about it. But it's just mind blowing to me to see how many things are, can, uh, well, can be explained psychology wise. Why? Well, well, let's say the reason why most artists don't release their music. There's a whole process behind that happening in your mind. Why that's not happening. And I think that's really interesting to dive into. And that's what I try to do with the coaching as well. Most of the people are coming to me for advice. Mm. That's why most of the artists reach out to me. Like, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? I can give you a quick fix by, get, by telling you how it works. But two months from now, three months from now, you will run into the exact same problem again and again and again. Because a human being is built by patterns. And... What I'm trying to focus on as a coach is trying to break those patterns and make you realize what you can change inside yourself to do it better the next time. And that's just really, that's mind blowing to me. I'm just blown away by psychology, how the, the human brain works and mm. why, why an artist does what he does. So yeah, I think there's, there's a lot more to develop in there. I think there will be a lot more services in the future like what I do right now, because right now, I think I'm actually the only one doing it. Yeah. Um, so I think there will definitely be other people following me up and, and doing more stuff on this. Uh, and I think there's a lot more to win in in that sector. Definitely. And I, I mean, it is really important because not just mental health, but it starts with that and it leads to everything else. So if, if mentally you're on point, then you, you start to take care of yourself physically and, yeah. uh, you know, everything everything else follows as well. And then you may find that your career starts to, to starts to work a little better because you're able to handle those moments where things aren't going the right way or you're, you're feeling a certain way. And um, I, I think it's great that you've, you've opened this up for artists and, you know, it feels like, from from what I've seen, I can tell that you genuinely care about them, and and it's almost like you're a big brother to them, or or maybe a little brother for some of them even. But you you, you know what I mean? It, it it's like it's like a little family. They yeah. you know they they need you, and and you're there for them. And like we said before, you've had these experiences, so you can speak on that, and and you're in the right position to give that advice. And most importantly, you understand the music industry. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome what you're doing, man. And uh... and I just think there's, uh, because your question was what gets me excited, like 
that gets me excited to see that there's so much to win in that industry. There's so many, like, I'm not sure if you can call them coaches, but there's so many like educations or uh, courses that you can follow to become a better producer, to become a better mm. DJ. But there's no course about how to become a better mental person, you know, like how, how to yeah. mentally develop yourself as an artist, because you should be mentally healthy before you get into this, uh, into this, this industry. And the thing that keeps amazing me and the thing I, I try to tell people to, to make them realize what they're doing is everyone is working on their outside body, you know, like everyone wants to become fit and we, we want to eat healthy and we want to become muscular. But everyone forgets the most important part of the human body, which is the brain. Because if the mm -hmm. brain isn't working properly, the rest of your body is useless. So to me, that's just mind-blowing. I think that's, there's so much more to, to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And props to you for being the first person that I know of that, that, that's actually doing it and, and the only person I know of to be doing it so far. And I, I hope that this opens up more conversations. And yeah. I, I'm sure you wouldn't be upset if more people started offering similar programs because it means more artists are being helped. And yeah. I can tell that you're doing this because your heart is in the right place, man. Yeah, I'm just doing this because I've experienced it myself and I know how, yeah terrible can be you know like i'm lucky that i found an exit i found happiness back in life uh i needed to change things drastically like i had to quit my career i had to leave my uh, relationship i needed to uh, live back at my parents place like i completely reset my life mm. to create some space in my head to finally start thinking about what i wanted in life because i was completely lost myself and I think that's not where you want to be when you're 25 years old, you know, like just a kid and you're already that screwed. So yeah. um, I know how it is. And I, I think it's important for, for people to, to seek help when they feel like that. Definitely. And uh, obviously you turned things around for yourself and, you know, you're, you're in a position to do that for others as well. What, what I want to, I guess... For everyone that's listening, and if anyone wants to check out your program and check out your podcast, mm -hmm. can can you sort of tell us where that where they can find that, where they can find you as well? Yeah, sure. I'm uh, really active on social media and mainly on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So you can always send me a direct message there or a mention, and I will definitely get back to you. Uh, but if that doesn't work for you and you prefer to to reach out to me through uh, to my website, that's also possible, which is artistcoaching.nl. Yeah, there's a million ways to reach out to me, but I, I check all of them. So, uh, yeah, that's the best. Fantastic. And just for anyone that's listening and uh, can't see their screen and see see the name of this episode, uh, for the spelling of Joey's name, it's Joe. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> it's J-O-E-Y. And his last name is Suki, S-U-K-I. Yeah. And that's where you're going to find him on the socials. He's got a very unique and a very cool name. So he's not hard to find at all. And Alexa knows I, my name. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? Do you want to give it a shot while, while we're on here as well? Do you want to see if, if you can get some followers on the podcast? With uh, the Alexa, you mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. It's, it's in your room, right? Because in here it doesn't work. But we'll try. Here we go. Okay. Alexa, play music from Joey Suki. Oh, it, it starts oh, to play. His Alexa just went off, everyone. His Alexa just it started playing. It seriously starts to play in my hall. 
<laughs> yes. Oh, stop. stop music. <laughs> what the fuck? I think door closed as she heard me. Oh, she hears all, man. She That's hears all. Crazy. Alexa knows more about me than I know about myself. It's yeah. uh, it's scary. Um, it's still yeah, I, I, Alexa, I had to... stop music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I had to mute mine before because I knew and I, I know that otherwise I I talk about Alexa a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's that sounds weird, but I, I mentioned Alexa a lot well, in uh in podcasts and live I'm streams. I'm actually curious so. to hear uh, from people listening if it worked because right here it started playing, so I'm curious to hear if it worked. That's it. So if your Alexa just went off and, and probably went off again when I said her name. <laughs> Uh, let us know if she started playing music from Joey Suki or if earlier in the episode she started following the podcast. And um, yeah. <laughs> still playing, by the way. What the fuck? <laughs> She's still Alexa, stop music. She's not listening, man. She's going wild. Alexa, Alexa is just going, no, this is too good. I'm going to keep yeah, playing. She's music. going rogue. <laughs> That's okay. Look, get, get the stream numbers up even higher. Why not? Exactly, exactly. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Joey, I, I want to thank you so much for jumping on my podcast, especially after we only just spoke recently on yours, but it was only right to get you on here and we had so much more to talk about. And I'm glad we got to touch on what you do and, uh, you know, your your career as a producer, a DJ, with touring with what you do now, how you're helping artists both mentally and, and with you know, outside of that, tips relating to their productions and their own strategies as well. Uh, you're definitely a good man to know. And like like you said, you're available, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, hit you in the DMs. That's how we got in touch. And yeah. I, was, I was surprised how quickly you responded as well. It's um, So it's, uh, it's great to know that you're accessible and uh, people can reach out to you. And I, I'd love to see people that are listening. If Go and check out Joey's content. Make sure you check out his podcast. Make sure you go to artistcoaching.nl. Joey, lastly, before we end this, is there any sort of uh, tip or piece of advice that you would like to give to anyone that's listening right now? You can speak directly to them. Yeah. The best tip of advice I can give to any artist out there regarding the level where they are right now, release music. Because it all starts with music. Without music, you're not an artist. And if you release a lot of music right now, it's just creating more and more opportunities along the way. So uh, if you have 10 tracks ready to go, get them out there. If you have two tracks ready to go, get them out there. That's the main advice I would like to give to everyone right now. Excellent. Well, Joey, thank you very much once again for being on the podcast. I look forward to staying in touch with you and I look forward to seeing what's next because I have no doubt that you're just getting warmed up for 2019. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> thanks again for having me. And uh, yeah, thanks for being on my podcast as well. Yeah, I like this one. Thanks. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Cool.